0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening in the sky above us for this week. It's Monday. Looking forward to a week where the sun is going to transition into Leo. So, woo, uh, as well, Mercury will be transiting into Leo. We already have Venus moved into Cancer. And it feels like it might be a good week for us to address a certain element of our lives. And that is where are we stuck? Where have we been paralyzed by fear or where have we been unable to take movement and put it to the uh, universe that we are ready to change, that we are ready to move forward and slide into our new best selves. And that's a big task. And all of that is really coming from the sun and the earth as they move tomorrow into new gates in our human design. So it looks to be a fantastic week for that. But it can also be a week that really highlights where it is that you're stuck. Like, where are, where, where are you afraid to move? Or what things have the universe been sort of showing you? This is where you need to go and you haven't taken one step yet, right? So taking the step becomes the important thing in this particular week. So I see a lot of people checking in (laughs) with me this morning. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Pam. She says, good morning, not afraid of change, but really off for the last eight days. Anything is possible. You know, that's the key. There's another key word there, and that's possibilities. And we're going to dig into that in just a minute here. But that's that's the key to change, right? Is that there are these possibilities and how can I move uh, forward into possibilities? Uh, Tom JLo, good morning. Tom says, are you afraid of change? Notify me. <laughs> uh, Coachella, good morning. And Eileen Seitz, good morning. It's good to see you out there. And Christine Buckingham, good morning. Sounds like a great timely topic. Christine, would you do me a favor and send me via email your email address or just, you know, send something to me so I can send you the recording from Friday's astro uh, meetup. I, I couldn't figure out what your email address was. I had a Christine Sexton, but that didn't feel right. Like that's not you. So uh, please do that for me. And Eileen Seitz says, not me. I'm on doors are opening and I'm going in very good. Very good. And see, that's the, that's the key to this energy. Is that it's really time for us to move forward. And in any places where we've been, you know, hesitating for whatever reason, right? For whatever reason that we've been hesitating, um, it is time for us to move. And really, when we look at this energy, it, what I'm talking about is the sun at the gate 56. So the 56 is a gate that sits up on the throat center and it it's moving toward the Ajna at, to meet the gate 11. So if you remember, the gate 11 is the gate of ideas and inspiration. And uh, it is a, a, where the light bulb kind of turns on and we see a new way to move. But then it meets up at the 56. Uh, on the throat center, and then that's where we are able to take the action on the the idea or the inspiration. Um, but with the throat center, the throat center is projected energy. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, in Human Design, you know, we have these different types, and we have a type that is called a projector. And a projector is their strategy is about waiting for the invitation, right? Waiting for the timing for them has to be about a level of trust that the universe will bring them the right opportunity in the right moment and that when they do, their energy will unfold. Well, the energy of the throat center is very similar. It is a projected energy that says, when I wait to speak in the right moment and with an invitation, then I am seen, heard, valued, and recognized for my contribution, for my voice, for my idea, for my inspiration, for you fill in the blank, right? So when we have a week where the sun is sitting at the throat center, it's a week for us to manifest what it is that that is opening up for us. And the gate 56 is a really interesting energy because we call it sometimes the storyteller in traditional astrology or human design, excuse me, it is called the storyteller. And based on its being at the voice, it's in the throat center being the voice of information um, told through story. And it can also represent the story that we tell ourselves about who we are about what our experiences have met meant um, where we want to go, what are our challenges, what are our gifts and talents, all of those things that we think of as a story. And the storyteller then can teach others about whatever is happening, but has to do it typically through stories, but those stories are elicited by an invitation, right? They're brought out of us by that invitation. Otherwise, they become, you know, just so much chatter, people going, yes, I've heard this before, blah, 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 and not really valuing the, the voice, right? Not valuing what's coming up but also the 56 has another energy associated with it and in quantum human design this gate is now called the gate of expansion so when we look at this energy it is often an expansive energy but it's not expansion like growth or runaway growth that we think of it's an expansion that comes from possibility thinking and you know to me this is this is cusp energy astrologically this is the cusp of of cancer and leo so we're straddling two signs and that cusp has a good feel for what is possible because of the leo pulling you know into that more self-expressive growth oriented expansive energy of leo but still holding in cancer energy that still has to square with whatever the insecurities are whatever the fears might be or whatever the 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 feeling of instability in the change might be for cancer, because remember, cancer likes to have that stability and that security. So it is an interesting place that we find ourselves in kind of a tender spot at this moment in time as we're preparing to take that leap forward, but that leap forward still kind of fraught with some um, hesitancy on our part, because maybe we don't see what all the answers are to our questions yet, Or maybe we haven't gotten bit yet by that expansive bug, or maybe we have been, but we have been, I don't know, sitting on our hands for some reason, right? Or sitting on our butts, not doing what it is that we know we need to do in order to move forward. So it is an interesting time for sure. Now, this is also a gate of the teacher. So we have the teaching energy here associated with it. We also have this as a gate of attention or recognition. So sometimes this becomes the, uh, in the negative, if we're not waiting for the invitation, this can become very boorish energy or you know, how many of you mothers or fathers out there have had your kids say, "Yet yeah, talk to the hand. I don't need to hear this. you told me this before. Uh, I'm tired of this story. Same old story. Same thing, right? So we want to avoid the same old story, but we still have to value story as a way to elevate or teach um, values and so forth to our family, friends, to the world in general. Um, <clears throat> this is also about talking too much. Any throat center energy can be about, oh my God, my cat is going kitty giddy crazy over here. She's been bit by the kitty gitties. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so distracting when she decides to start being playful in the middle of my broadcast. Uh, so anyway, the the talking too much, right? Over speaking, talking to people or at people instead of talking in a way that draws people in. So we have some things that we have to watch out for. But this is really um, to tell the stories of uplifting energies or of possibilities so that we can move forward, right? That we can forge ahead in some ways. But now the earth, the earth is always going to be the one that's going to kind of bring up what we need to evolve from in order to get to the energy of the sun. And the the earth will be at the gate 60. And this is all starting tomorrow, by the way, in case I didn't make that clear. Tomorrow we start these new energies. So um, tomorrow we begin this process of change and transformation that is based on a new story, telling a new story, right? Something new that's coming up. But the gate 60 is the interesting one here too, because it's called the gate of conservation now in quantum human design. So in quantum human design, 56 is the gate of expansion. And then we have the gate 60 in quantum human design called the gate of conservation. So we seem to have two different energies, right? One that wants us to conserve, uh, to be more thoughtful and deliberate in the way that we go about doing things. And the other one that is pushing us toward expansion, changing, right? Getting out there in a bigger way. So in the, um, traditional human design, the gate 60 was called the gate of acceptance and acceptance was kind of a slippery slope, right? That was a hard one for me to understand. I like it as the gate of uh, conservatism or conservation, not conservatism. So we're not talking about a political movement, but we're talking about this idea of conserving one's energy for the right thing, for the right opportunity and discharging that energy in the right moment. So the gate 60 leads up to the sacral. So it sits on the root center. So the root center is a pressure center. So we're feeling pressured to do, right? We get this pressured feeling that we have to go somewhere, we have to do something. And yet, there's maybe no invitation yet, or maybe we're not quite clear about what to do in that respect. So it's all about right timing, the right timing. So we have to hold in place. I remember um, I was listening to, gosh, who was it? I don't remember now who I was listening to, but it was a human design person. And they were talking about the pressure in the root center and the three gates that um, are along the top of the root center that head up to the sacral center and talking about those as being gates of depression, right? In We call them format energies because they start the process of moving our energy, our action energies, right? So format energies prepare us to take action. So the pressure in the root center at these three gates prepare us to take action. But if we don't know what to do, if we don't know where to go, if we don't know when to do what we need to do, then we can sort of feel that melancholic depressed sort of feeling, right? Because we don't know, we get lost. So we have the pressure at the gate 60 now. And the pressure here is about waiting for the right opportunity in the right timing. And by the way, this is also solution oriented energy. So one of the things that we can really do in evolving toward change and transformation is to see and value where we are right now, right? To be uh, sort of focused on what is working in our lives and not overly focused on what isn't working. And, you know, sometimes that can feed the frenzy. So, you know, as much as we want to change and transform with the energies coming up this week, we don't want to do it willy nilly. And we don't want to push this, our our way into it out of a pressure that makes us feel like we have to do. Does that make sense? Let me know in the comments. How are you guys feeling about all of that? And as well, it is a, a gate of letting go, letting go perhaps of the pressure to do. Uh, maybe just allowing yourself to be. Remember, this is energy that's headed toward the sacral center, which we know is the, the energy of doing. But it is also the energy of being. It isn't just about doing. There's the energy of both doing and being. And how do we balance both of those things? So Um, perhaps the challenge might be for you to hold space. Maybe you're just running, 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 trying to get things done and, um, not necessarily finding any traction in what it is that you're doing, doing, doing. And if that's the case, then it's time to slow this down in the I Ching, by the way, this was called the gate of limitation and limitation, not necessarily a word that we like to think of. Uh, In terms of what we do in our lives, at least I don't, I don't like the idea of being limited at all. And it runs counter to, you know, what we hear in spiritual circles about our being unlimited beings, right? Unlimited, creative, -creative, co-creative beings. But what limitation says, more than being limited as in being kept down, it's more like limiting your actions to what is showing up in the uh, response field. So by the response field, I mean, what is showing up outside of you that you can start to move toward? Where are you being invited to go and and take action on? So, you know, for, I think, two types, manifesting generators and manifestors, this might be very difficult for us, right, to kind of slow things down, if you're a manifesting generator, but also as a manifester to make sure you're not taking on 10 different projects and instead are able to focus on a key few that really make you feel good or that really are showing up in a very powerful way for you in your life. So um, that's the the earth's challenge, but the gate in its highest and best, the gate 60 is actually filled with the um, open-mindedness and optimism of what is being presented as an opportunity. So I like that kind of energy too. Um, In the unbalanced expression or in the shadow, this is holding on too long, right? The, The not allowing for growth, kind of the stranglehold of, no, I've got to stay the course or I've got to keep going in this direction, even though all the signs out there are pointing you somewhere else that you end up feeling stuck because you're, um, you're holding on waiting for something that maybe isn't going to happen, right? So interesting energies for the week starting uh, tomorrow. And actually that runs from the uh, 19th until the 24th of this month. So the 24th is actually Sunday. And I can't believe we're almost to the end of July. Can you believe that we're in the First, the third, uh, the first day of the third week of the month. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And we're I'm still wearing sweaters because it's still cold here. Yay, yay. Are we ever going to get summer? Uh, let's see. Good morning. Who else is out here? Debbie said, sold my first painting yesterday. Congratulations, Debbie. And Eileen says, Janet, there have been so many people having falls since this July. Right? My um daughter's mother-in-law fell on what was it, Thursday or Friday, broke her leg above the knee. So like she has a partial knee replacement and right up above the knee, a diagonal um, break. And so she had to go into surgery on Saturday and they put pins and plates in to keep the bones together. And oh my gosh, a fall that leads to something like that. She just tripped over a stair, but the way she fell was really... Uh, So hopefully everybody watch where your feet are planted, right? See what's in front of you. Take it easy in your willingness to move forward. Do it deliberately so that you don't have the falls. And, you know, a lot of that is Mars kind of playing around in, in our charts. So depending on where that is, um, Asa, good morning to you, Sylvester, good morning to you and, uh, Asa says her mom fell on Thursday. Oh my gosh, the same day that Heather's uh, stepmother's not stepmother, what would she be? Mother-in-law fell. Natasha says, could limitations be thought of as healthy boundaries that the universe is trying to show us? Um, possibly. I mean, I, I wouldn't discount that at all, but I think rather than boundaries, it's about limiting what we're doing to what is right and perfect and correct for us so you know sometimes we get so excited about what's possible that we shoot off in all different directions and i think that's what this gate is trying to teach us is about response and response because it connects up to the gate three on the sacral center so Are we waiting with patience? Eileen had said the word there somewhere to this morning, patience. Is there, are you being patient to wait for the right opportunities and taking action on those opportunities rather than, you know, throwing spaghetti out there and just taking action on everything? Are you being more guided perhaps in, in your actions? So not particularly about the boundaries, but limiting what you're doing to what's showing up, what's correct for you, what your intuition, if you're splenic, what your emotions, if you're emotional, what your sacral is saying in terms of, is it a yes or a no? And, or your, if you have ego generated um, or ego manifested energy, you know, what is your will, right? Are you following your will or are you just like trying everything to see what fits? And, that that's a recipe for burnout. That's a recipe for not being able to tell the story of possibilities. Remember, the sun is at the possibilities gate. It's at the gate of expansion. I want to grow. I want to move. I want to change. I want to transform. Um, but I have to go to the right direction or in the right direction to the right opportunity. Joan Brown. Good morning. It's good to see you. Uh, this topic, right? on right now. Awesome. I love how that works out. Now we have a couple of other things going on that are revving up our engines. For one thing, the moon early this morning moved into the sign of Aries. So Aries, a sign of action, right? It's act first, think later. Mars, remember, worry her energy. So when we're looking at, you know, change and transformation and limitation and evolution and all of these things that are possible for this particular week, we also have the moon wanting to rev up our engines and just move, right? Just to move. So this is go-getter energy. This is the energy of forward momentum or forward motion. Mars likes action and Mars is the ruler of the sign of Aries. So Mars and the moon come into a sort of synergy and that's having our inner world aligned with what our outer world possibilities are and then taking and moving in that direction. This is the energy of passion, right? That passionate energy, that driver energy that's moving us. Um, It is a bit of an activist energy as well. I don't know about you guys, but this has been sort of playing around in my mind uh, about uh, becoming more activated in some way in the outer world. I was thinking about this yesterday. I mean, it's just been sort of pervasive in my mind about how do we take steps, and, and be an activist in our world, in some way, like, you know, some people are joiners, and they'll join up political movements, or they'll join up to, you know, some kind of community that is, you know, about pushing forward an agenda of some sort, or, you know, standing up for um, something that they believe in. And, I, I just keep hearing, you know, this activism sort of energy coming up. And I'm not sure I haven't yet figured out exactly where that's coming from. Is that personal to me? You guys give me an idea if you're feeling that at all, too. Like, are you feeling somewhat in, maybe inspired or pushed or feeling like you need to move into a direction that's going to Activate something or stand up for a social cause or a spiritual cause, what have you. So let me know about that because I'm not sure where that is coming from. It's not necessarily in my chart, it's not necessarily in a specific thing. It might just be sort of a response to what's going on in the outer world. Um, Last night, uh, for example, I got a call. It's about 10 o'clock. My daughter was calling me because there was a shooting in the local Walmart store that my husband's twin brother works at. And she was panicked because sometimes my husband's brother works late. He works until 10 or 11 at night there. And uh, he's also in security. And it was one of the security guards that got shot. And so the family was in an uproar, you know, late at night. And it really ticked me off that you know, anymore, I mean, I live in a small county, I live in a isolated area, and yet we're being touched by these big world problems, or what used to be big world problems, but now they just seem to show up everywhere, right, a shooting in Walmart, nobody died yet that we know of, knock on wood, and yet there were five people injured by gunfire, really, in a Walmart? (laughs) Maybe, but still, it just seems like the world is so unsafe. And it triggered again, that that thing in me that says, what can we do about this? Right? It's one thing to be holding space for uh, peace to be restored or for people to come back into their right minds or whatever, you know, thing that you want to be focused on. But sometimes I feel like there has to be some sort of action on our parts. And I don't know what that is. I'm lost there. I don't know what can I do. What can I do in the face of that kind of idiocy? Or I don't know. Anyway, it really bothers me because I mean I have a family member that works in that store, and how do you go back there and ever feel safe? How is you uh, as a shopper? And now I rarely go there. It's kind of far out of the way, and for me, and I just usually shop local, more close to you know home. Um. But still, right, anywhere, it's like anywhere, anytime, these kinds of things can happen. And what are we going to do about it? That's where I'm leading myself at this point. Like, sometime, don't we have to stand up and say no more? Sometime, don't we have to stand up and say not in my world? Uh, sometime, don't we have to stop, step up and say, we need to work on this? Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how we do that. So that's been something that's been messing with me over uh, the last couple of days. And then of course this shows up last night. (sighs) Anyway, um, Tina, good morning to you. Community service has been heavy on me lately to get into it. Yeah, me too. But I don't know where to go or what to do, how to volunteer, where, where would my gifts be best used? Maybe my gifts are best used doing what I do here on the show. Maybe my gifts are best used in working with clients to help, you know, but I feel like maybe there's a bigger thing to be doing. I don't know. Uh, Good morning, Londa. She said, we're not in Kansas anymore. I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Pam, my push is about my health and looking at that through the whole world. Indeed. Um, Tina says, it's just sad and makes me want to give free hugs. People that do this are alone. I think this turned out to be somewhat gang related or You know, two two rival groups shooting up the electronics department in Walmart, and a security guard got shot, and I don't know, an older man got shot, and what have you? It's just, it's getting ridiculous. It really is getting ridiculous, and I don't know where we stop that. Uh, JLo says the shootings have ramped up here, four blocks from me. Four people were injured. I know it's so disconcerting. I mean we've had churches, we've had schools, we've had elementary schools and high schools, So we've crossed, you know, all and middle schools too, I'm sure. Um, we've had uh, movie theaters, we've had stores, we've had parades for God's sakes. We've had, you know, people mowed down by cars and gunfire at demonstrations. And it's it's like, well, where, where is, where do we start to heal this problem? Because it feels so big, right? It feels so out of control. You know, we could say, okay, let's eliminate guns, but I don't think that's the answer. We could say we need mental health help. And yes, I'd say in some respects that that could be helpful, but we also have to address some of the economic factors. I think that create, um, People banding together in, say, gangs and so forth that create, you know, theft or uh, some of the more uh, burglary-type things or larceny, those kinds of of things as well. It's like multi-pronged, right? We have to have some kind of multi-pronged thing, and that's why when, you know, sometimes I feel like here I'm push, I, I'm I'm preaching to the choir. You guys, you guys got this. You know this. Um, But how do we reach a bigger audience, maybe people that don't normally hear these kinds of things, where we could talk to people about their life purpose, and that it's something bigger than what they thought they could do, and that they're not helpless, that they're not, you know, designed, that they have a design, and if they followed their design, that they could, you know, rise above these challenges and so forth. So, (sighs) Anyway, that's a long way around this Mars in or uh, moon in Aries energy being connected to Mars and are feeling this need somehow within us to activate something, right? To activate. And Tom says, stop shopping at Walmart. Well, that's kind of funny and tongue in cheek, but a lot of people shop there. A lot of people do. And it's not Walmart's fault that this happened. Uh, it's not... It's not the education system's fault that youngsters go in and shoot up their schools. That's blame, shame, guilt, old paradigm, victimization, energy. We have to rise above that. There isn't blame. We can't do blame. We have to do some kind of form of empowering people, some kind of empowering, right? Uh, Bring newness. There's that too. Eileen, Pluto leaving Capricorn two to three more years all the old systems that are controlling these things. Actually, um Pluto leaves Capricorn in January of this coming year and will spend three or four months in Aquarius and then turn backward into Capricorn and then finally in 2024 we'll move into Aquarius for the long haul. So there's we're you know we are at this real tender place kind of thing where we're waffling between what's old and what's new, and you know, it's the what's new. It's that kind of, it's that level of change and that level of transformation that I think on the bigger collective scale, is scary, right? You know, right now it's scary. Say, think, thinking about staying where we are. I think that's scarier, to me anyway, than it is about taking a step to move forward in some way, and uh, replacing the old ways. You're right, Eileen. That's exactly it. But All of that anger and that fear that's being exposed has to be taken care of. It has to be. And each one of us is responsible for dealing with all that within our own selves. But how is it that we can help others to deal with that for themselves as well? I think maybe that's where I'm feeling called to do something more, but yet not knowing what that might be. (laughs) There is the conundrum, right? We also have cancer now moved into or Venus moved into cancer and that happened yesterday. So Sunday and Venus in cancer, she's very nurturing, loving energy. Um, she's our values, right? She's our values, our principles, uh, our morals, if you will, ethics, even in some way. And then that brings love energy to those values and those kinds of things that we're teaching our youngsters. I. Right not only just our youngsters, but everybody, but this is mothering energy. So we think of mother as teaching children. And I want to see what gate she's in today is the 18th. She's at the gate 15. Mm, Of course she is. The gate 15 is about the love of humanity, right? The love of um, uh, compassion, compassion toward our fellow human beings. But yet in the shadow, the gate 15 can be the gate of extremes, extreme behavior, extreme responses to outer world stimulus, right? To uh, the, it's a gate of love. It's meant to be a gate of love, bringing love to humanity, bringing love to uh, and compassion to our fellow human beings for the plight of human beings. So interesting, Venus sitting at that gate right now today, As she has moved into the sign of Cancer. Now, remember, Cancer itself is a sign that loves security, stability, it's home energy, it's traditional energy, it's nurturing, loving, mothering sort of energy. So, how can we nurture something new? Becomes maybe a question we can ask ourselves. You know, Venus here. Uh, might bring us back to some old fashioned values. and, And what are those values, right? What are those values that we really hold dear? Ask that question of yourself, what do I really value? Do we value peace, right? It would seem that we don't value peace, because everything that we have is about war or defense, right? When we look at our systems, is there a department of peace? Is there Anything about how do we, I mean, we have the state department perhaps, and I'm talking about our local government, but you guys can look at all of your own countries where you are. Do you guys have departments of peace? What we have is a department of Homeland Security, very cancer-like, right? negative cancer, low cancer energy. Um, What we have is a department of defense Right, defense, that's also a very cancer kind of energy, defending, right, the cancer crab uh, shell, right, hard shell, hiding an inner softness, a softer core. And uh, it was, I think, Marianne Williamson when she was running for president that said that we, and she, I think she said it in other respects too, about creating a Department of Peace. Because we're focusing, if we're talking about defense, if we're talking about Uh, homeland security, we're talking, what we're putting out there in the words is that for some reason we need defense. And for some reason we need to have security, right? We're insecure and we're not safe. And if we, and and we all know that the Department of Defense is all about gearing up for war. In fact, in this country, our our US uh, defense spending is more than any other spending that we have. So maybe there's the problem. Maybe we got to look at, well, why, 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 why do we spend more money on the war machine than we spend on feeding people or on economic stimulus packages or on creating a mental health awareness or on education systems or on the healthcare system? Why do we do that? So... Again, that goes back to our values. What do we value? Do we really value war machines so much that we spend that much money on it preparing for defense instead of preparing for peace? It's upside down, right? And then we say that we value family. We say that we value um, family values, but what are family values now? (laughs) Does anybody really know? So again, you know, a a process that we're going through of really looking at, we have to look these things in the face. And maybe that's why there's all of these chaotic, crazy things that are going on. So that we'll be forced at some point, we have to be forced, I guess, to (laughs) look at what it is that's going on and then address that place within us that's in resonance with that. I mean, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to look at where the energy of defense or where the energy of war or the energy of aggression is within me. And by the way, the shadows of Aries, where the moon is for the next few days, are competition, right? Maybe there's this competitive thing going on that's a problem. Aggression, rudeness, uncaring, hurtful, selfish, right? Selfish as opposed to self-centered, right? Building up. Yourself at someone else's expense is what selfish is. But self-centered says that from within me, I build up myself. And then from outside of me, other people get to see how it is to be in a centered state. So lots of things for us to consider this morning, I say. Um, Eileen, many choose to follow darkness in the outer world, not connected to their spiritual gifts that God has birthed into us. Many are followers. It's easy. It's safe. It's all so interesting, isn't it? And Christine, that all goes to the war profiteers. It mostly does not go to taking care of the troops and their families. Absolutely not. That's, that's even crazier, right? That's even crazier. The people that you stand upon to build your machines to fight your wars or to get into your battles are the ones that get the least amount of money out of all of the budget for war. It's sickening. It's so upside down. It's so upside down. It's just annoying. Uh, Natasha, as I heard yesterday who post, who pasted paste over, we are here on earth in the human to decide, negotiate to know love in spite of uh, uh, what is going on in this life of ours. There's that. Eileen, the future will be different—a world of self-governing, no paper trade, trading, living on the. I think that's a symbol for the planet Earth, living on Earth. So anyway, um, I don't know how we got onto this this morning, but it's kind of interesting topic, right? To get here, when now we have later in this week we have Mercury and the Sun coming into remember mercury and the sun on saturday in a conjunction right at the um uh let's see they were conjunct at the gate 62 and the gate 62 was about seeing the bigger picture seeing the forest and the trees right so being able to see the bigger picture and and i know there's a bigger picture right i know there's a bigger picture Um, and yet the picture that I'm seeing right now just seems so dim, right? That we have to keep shining our light so that we can bring more light to everything. Even those dark places where we don't necessarily want to look the things we don't want to talk about. Like why do we spend so much money on war machines and not so much money on the people that fight the wars for us, right? Um, those are things we have to question. Um, and let's see, what was I doing? Oh, Mercury and the sun both moving into Leo And they move into Leo on, mm, I think it's on Thursday, Friday. Uh, Let's see. Mercury moves into Leo on the 19th, but on uh, Friday, the sun will move into Leo. And uh, when the sun moves into Leo, it moves into what is called the gate uh, 50. Well, it's actually going to move into the gate 56. So we have a new story. Let's tell a new story, right? We can tell a story of the darkness of the time before the light came. the time before peace came, and how we learned so much about ourselves and about what we really value. But if we never ask the questions, if we never question what it is we're doing, or what we're thinking, or why we're doing what we're doing, we're never going to get beyond where we are, right? It becomes this, you know, constant recycling of the same energies. I mean, don't you kind of feel like we've been in this broken record of this kind of energy for a long time? like since about, what was it when we first had the, with the first shocking um, shooting was I think Columbine. And I can't remember what year that was, but that was many years ago. And we're still dealing with this with no solutions, right? Just getting worse and worse and worse. So there's something about it that we're not looking at. There's something at it that we're not healing from within that makes us need to, to really adopt an, uh, a willingness to go into the dark place with light. That's interesting too, because the opposite gate of the 56, where the sun will be as it moves into Leo, is the gate 11. And one day listening to a um, a lecture by Richard Rudd, the author of the Gene Keys, he said with the gate 11, if even a pinpoint of light exists, and there are, think of all the good things that happen in this planet, Think of all the good things that happened in your, your life. Um, if there's even a pinpoint of light, if we choose to focus on that pinpoint of light, we make the light bigger, right? We make the light bigger. And that's all we need to do, right? Maybe is that all we need to do is focus on the light, focus on love, focus on what's good, focus on what's real, what's right, what feels good. And that makes the change. Could it be that easy? I hope so. Let's focus on the light. We get a chance to do that as the sun's light moves into the sign of leo the sign it rules and we have self-expression energy we have this magnanimous and generous spirit that can take over the planet for those next 30 days or so while the sun is in leo but we also have mercury kind of going into leo ahead of the sun now um, depositing maybe new messages of light, new messages of love, new messages of self-expression of living from the heart, living from your passion and doing what's good for you. Right. But, and, but again, living from your values, what you value. Um, so there we have that the future will be. Okay. I read that one. That's what happened. Uh, close to me. It was a mini karmic part as I seen it. Younger children also. I'm not sure what you're talking about, JLo. I must have missed something in the stream. Um, Bucking- Christine Buckingham, violent video games have desensitized people to this extreme violence. Uh, yep, that's possible. That's possible. Definitely these games where you know you're shooting people indiscriminately, people that, beings, people whatever it's just interesting do we need to play those kind of games there are other things we could do like um i i don't know i used to love to play um video games and even games like spyro or mario kart or things that you would see that are sort of innocuous still have some form of you know death and demise of of somebody in in the or a competition energy into it. So anyway, I'm not saying don't play games, but you're right. There, I think a lot of very young children are starting to play these games very young, and it sort of sets them up for that. Um, Animal Crossing is great, Zelda too. Oh, my kids used to play Zelda. Um, Tom, let's not forget to add M K Ultra into the mix. It's abhorrent. And wrapping up ramping up. MK Ultra. I'm not sure I've heard that, but I don't know what that one's about. Uh, but again, you know, I don't want to focus on that. Let's focus on other things, right? What what good things can we create? I want to look at it. I want to see what it is that they're up to. I want to heal that part of me that is in alignment with that. And then I want to move on to what's light. There's There's the key. We don't have to focus on the dark or on the the, the ugliness, but we do want to move on from it. (sighs) So this morning, I also wanted to bring in a little bit of fixed star astrology for everybody, because for whatever reason, I just happened to notice this morning, uh, I have that uh, app on my phone called time. Hold on time, something or another time nomad. It's an app that uh, tells us what, uh, planets, the star or what star systems or stars, fixed stars that uh, the planets are associated with today. And today, Sun and Mercury are at the the star Procyon, and Procyon is part of the minor dog star or the minor dog um, constellation. And it was interesting to look at this because, you know, there's first the it's in Canis minor. That's what the uh, constellation is and when you look at when you start to look at what are the um what are the meanings of of these star systems um you end up getting a lot of negative uh information like you know death mayhem war maliciousness you know what have you i've not seen a fixed star yet that has you know, some, oh, well, there are some that have just positive expressions. And Procyon is one of those. If we look at the star seed element of it, as in how many people are on this planet that have Procyon as a star seed, um, it's rare, right? It's one of the rarer types of uh, star seeds on the planet. And yet the fixed star itself is associated with violence, sudden and violent malevolence. That's a good one. Sudden preferment by exertion. This is all, by the way, from Astrology King's website. He does a lot on the fixed stars. Elevation ending in disaster, danger of dog bites and hydrophobia uh, makes its natives petulant, saucy, giddy, weak-natured, timid, unfortunate, proud, easily angered, careless, and violent two cases are on the record of death or injury by dog bite in which procyon and sirius the dog star are involved so i i want i really want to rewrite those things i really want to rewrite them why because procyon sits at the same degree as my ascendant and those qualities certainly don't match me right they don't match me at all there's got to be a higher elevation here of what this star procyon means and uh Procyon is sometimes called the Northern Sirius um it is um associated with uh, Jason and the Argonauts as it was the helmsman or the navigator I believe it was of the uh, ship the Argo whose crew made that epic voyage right to uh, in search of the Golden Fleece the quest for true knowledge So there's a possibility that, you know, Procyon is connected to the search for knowledge, the higher purpose behind things. So it's, uh, so dogs are loving and loyal. I like that, right? The minor dog uh, star, loving and loyal. So why is it so much violence that's associated with this, these myths and so forth that, that in the star lore of these particular stars, I I didn't look it up in my book this morning of star lore, but I will bet you that it's filled with that as well. But Procyon also can be a sign that with the ascendant, especially, or the sun or Mercury sitting there can bring in something new can transform. It has transformative power to bring us out of the dark and into the light. So that's the part I want to focus on is that is the fixed star position right now with the sun and Mercury leading us, especially since they're both moving this week into new signs, leading us into a more heart centeredness. And that's a a distinct possibility Is you know, Leo is a sign that rules the heart. It's the, it's the ruler of, the love and passion and uh, how we love one another, how love shows up in our lives, but also what we love is what we focus on. And when we focus on what we love, we are in our passion and things like seem to be magnetized toward us, right? The things, more of what we love, more good things come to us. So uh, I'm going to focus on uh, that aspect of this. And I love that too, that dog is God spelled backwards. I always say it's dog, it's God in the mirror. And what is the opposite of what the fixed star message says would be more about love and peace and joy and passion and desire, you know, moving toward what you desire, all of that. So that's the fixed star connection. Uh, This week, Venus is in Cancer. Venus is in Cancer until August. Mercury in Leo until now. It'll be the end of the month uh, or no, the beginning of next month. He'll move into uh, August. Here we go. August. He'll move into Virgo on August 3rd, Venus into Leo on August 11th. So we have several weeks worth of, of Venus with her mothering, nurturing, loving energy and Mercury bringing messages of love or bringing messages from the heart, bringing messages that align us with our desires to be uh, passionate about something, a subject, something we love, bringing more and more. There's artistry, by the way, here too, and creative uh, self-imagination. So we have um, some you know, really good possible energies coming up for us. Um, Natasha, I am asking the angels and all beings of light love out in our universe to support and bring healing to this world of ours in all dimensions. I love that. That's a great idea. Let's do a card uh, this morning. Let's do a wisdom of the Oracle. And I'm going to bring an angel card up. I'm looking for my Kyle Gray. Here we go. So, this morning we're going to do Wisdom of the Oracle and Angel Guide. This is Kyle Gray, and this one is Colette Baron Reed. So, let's do that first, and this will be for us for the week. And whoa, got cards backwards there. (laughs) Here and now, the card 32 past on one sign future on the other it is card 32 which is a five change transformation freedom the freedom of change and then oh two cards so there's another one that dropped out happy happy and it was right side up this one was also right side up so we have this one card 26 which is an eight love it the uh card of connection happy happy so let's see what these two cards mean for us. So let's do the here and now first. And what we get is too far. All right. Essential meaning being fully present in the moment, living one day at a time and everything happens in the now, in the present, only this moment counts. You have what it takes to handle anything today. If you let go of the need to look into the future or reflect on the past, be present and notice what is going on right now. This very moment has the potential for you to create miracles in your life. Um, So that's a good one. I like that one. And the here, that was here and now. So that was this one here. 26 is happy, happy. Essential meaning is joy and contentment, a sense of fulfillment, a feeling that all is well. Your desires are effortlessly fulfilled now. Find joy in the present moment, whatever is happening, and be satisfied with things as they are. You're free from the shackles of longing and able to experience the liberation that comes from actually being happy moment to moment, for you have chosen happiness over yearning for it. Now is the time for feeling joy for the sake of joy. I love that. And experiencing contentment. None of this is because of something outside of yourself. Your happiness is a result of your being at one with spirits plan for your life. All is well. The tide is in for now. Enjoy playfully splashing in it. Definitely. And then let's pull an angel guide uh, by Kyle Gray. I haven't used this one in a while. But when Terry and I were coming back from Idaho, um, back in April, we listened to a uh, Kyle Gray interview. I was really impressed with him. I'd never really known who he was. Um, but he speaks of angels and guides and so forth. Honesty and communication is the card over here. Maybe you guys can see it better. Honesty and communication. And these cards are not numbered. So let's see what this means for us. Okay, your message. You are being given an opportunity to speak your truth. You have reached a point on your journey where you must be honest with yourself and all those around you. If you are holding anything in or feeling you need to share something in order to feel free, know that your angel guide is encouraging you to act on this now. When you share your feelings and speak truthfully, you draw the support and light of the universe into your heart. If you are in a challenging position and find it difficult communicating what is in your heart, call in angels and ask them to support you. Good job, Natasha. You're right up there too. They want you to know that when you speak with honesty, you attract experiences that lovingly reflect who you really are. And here's an extended message of this card. If you feel a person or situation is making you lose a sense of yourself or drawing you away from joy, it's time to speak up and to make sure that you are heard. You are being guided to begin by lovingly connecting with your own heart to home in on and honor what you want for yourself and your life. Take time to reflect on what is important to you, where you want to direct your energy and what your priorities are for the next phase of your journey. It may be that you are fighting against the flow and not wanting uh, to admit to yourself that something is holding you back or dampening your spirit. Hmm. But angels love you and want you to know that honesty is the best policy for you now. Love that card. Honesty and communication. Woohoo. All right. Uh, Great cards. Yes, I love them. Take care. Wishing you all a happy, peaceful week. Uh, I will be here again with you guys on Friday. And let's see, is there anything else I need to tell you about this week? 22nd is on Friday, so I'll be with you on Friday. I think that's it for the week. So take care, everybody. And remember, focus on what it is you want to change. Be that change and follow what is showing up in your outer world. Bye for now.